Hey guys, I'm back. This is my review for Pea Valley. I think this is uh, this is season two, and I forget this is upload what, episode four. Yeah, I think it's episode four. Let me just say this. Okay, it, this is a good episode. It was a lot going on here, and a lot of things. Well, of course, it's taking place in 2020. So please keep in mind of all the different things. We got the pandemic in full swing. We got people still trying to figure out you know, rules and stuff about, you know, there's been shutdowns happening. We got, uh, you know, equipment that's not reaching a lot of different places. Um, curfews are being instituted because of riots. And, you know, the news cycle was 24 hours a day about COVID and rioting. So this is very, very key in this episode. So at the beginning, we get reintroduced to this lady who we saw in season one. Remember this woman, she was she had just got her divorce settlement. She came in the club. She was um, throwing her money at all the strippers and she got really drunk. And when Uncle Clifford put her out, she ended up, you know, damaging her car or slamming her car into something. And so she got arrested and she was in the cell with um, with Mercedes because, you know, Mercedes had had a fight with her mom. So she's back at the club, right? She's doing the same thing. But this time we see her, she's like triple mask. She got the visor on. She got all this you know protective covering on her face and she's just going in she is having a good time with the strippers she is throwing money at them left and right she's getting lap dances she's in her element she obviously enjoys spending time with the ladies at the pink she really does so she goes and gets a special lap dance you know private one in one of the rooms the private rooms and while she's in there uh i think toy was the one that was her private dancer now, Toy is the one that's been claiming that she has allergies and she's been sneezing a lot. So here she is. She's in there. She's giving her lap dance. Toy's taking off, you know, her. Well, I, did the lady take off the Toy's mask? I think the lady took Toy's mask off and then Toy ended up taking off the lady's mask. So they both are maskless, right? Toy leans back and then comes forward and sneezes all in this woman's face. She has a meltdown and I don't blame her. Considering people were hypersensitive when it came to if you coughed or sneezed, people were really concerned that they could, you know, that's a way that this COVID was traveling. So it became a big concern and people were hypersensitive. So the woman, you know, she's having a meltdown, right? She comes out, she's screaming, she's hollering. She's talking about this club going to have to get shut down. She's all on the mic talking about the club got to get shut down because this girl done sneezed on her and all of that. Uncle Clifford trying to avert the situation. She's writing up all these fines. She was like, you know what? You guys are non-compliant. Now, all of a sudden, she's going through. She's from the health inspector office or the health office, whatever. And she's going down a list of things about they're not six feet apart. It was at plastic partitions. They're supposed to have certain type of ventilation systems and all this other stuff, right, that they don't have. Clearly, it wasn't a problem when you kept walking up in there and you throw your money around. But now this girl done sneezed on you. Now you're going through and, uh, your whole list of items. So the stuff that she's asking for, um, they don't have the money for it. And, and Uncle Clip was like, I don't know what you think we're going to, you know, we don't have that type of money that you are, you know, asking about. And one of the girls was like you know what isn't that that woman that spent up her husband's settlement money or ex-husband settlement money and 
she got drunk and then somebody else was like no that's the one that was having an affair with her husband's mom so she kind of got embarrassed she was like you know what i'm going to reduce this twenty-five thousand dollar fine and make it eleven thousand. but you guys got to get this place together so right now the plink is closed down anything and everything that's happening i think the pink is is just let's just put it out there it's clearly being uh, uh i ain't gonna say just haunted but it's definitely cursed because everything it, since the place ha been, been trying to open and get anything going on something has happened first night it opened up mercedes fell she hurt herself now this night the health inspector's in there she done got sneezed on so now the pink is closed again this place is is just it's in back it's in, it, it, they're going to tear this place down and rebuild because unfortunately the vibe and the whatever you got going on from that murder of Montavious is all in this place and it's not going to it's just not going to have nothing's good going to come of it so we got that going on meanwhile we have Mercedes she's at her she's at her house right and she gets a text message from the coach so it tells her because you remember she left out last week and the coach is like or at least we believe it's the coach says oh i need you to come back and finish what you started last week she's under contract this is what she's supposed to do so she heads back over to the condo she gets to the condo and fallon the coach's wife is in there claiming that she left equipment in the place and she's just there to pick up the equipment that she's gonna leave go home whatever well, they end up having a conversation about, you know, getting to really understand each other and know each other. And, you know, Fallon was asking about what happened. You know, she had a great time last week. That was her first time. I don't quite believe that. And Mercedes was like, Ada, she said, my daughter called. She got into some trouble. She showed up, you know, the, the picture of her daughter. And then, um, and so I had to, you know, take care of a situation. And, you know, Fallon was like, oh, I understand that. That makes sense and stuff. And uh, I really like the ringtone. So their little banter, it seemed like foreplay because it was like it was back and forth. There was clearly sexual tension there between the two. So I'm like, where is this going? So Mercedes, um, I guess she wants to warm up. She's getting on the pole because coach was to be there by four o'clock. I don't know what time it is at this point. She gets on the pole and does her little twirling around. And the wife, Fallon, comes over and starts taking photos. And Mercedes was like, well, wait a minute. I thought there was no, no photos was part of the NDA. And Fallon's like, yeah, it is. But don't, you know, just don't tell my husband that I'm, I, you know, because she's a photographer. So this is her passion is photography. And she's enamored with Mercedes. Mercedes is everything to her. You can tell. We get from the photos to where the wife wants to, you know, learn how to do pole dancing. Mercedes takes down her skirt, gets her on the pole. She really can't do anything. Then she's trying to twerk. Mercedes puts her hand, I don't know where she put her hands, but anyway, she liked it, trying to get her to twerk. We go from that to them starting to kiss, make out, which ended up into, she, they literally start having sex, literally. Like that wife went down on Mercedes. This is adult, so don't, don't play this in front of the kids. But the interaction was what it was. Like, 
the wife went down and Mercedes was like, yes, this was, she told her, do not stop. I'm like, oh, okay, miss. Now what, your second time? I don't believe it. But here's the thing. Once that was said and done, everything was done on their part and Mercedes was asleep and she woke up later on that night because it was daytime when she got there later on that night because she do find out from, you know, the wife, she was like, I, oh, you know, um, coach didn't see you that text. It was me. And, you know, I, I just, you know, really want to be with you. something like that. She was just like, I really want to spend time with you. I really, I was supposed to hate you, but I really like you and all of that. Right. And I'm like, girl, okay. So when, when, when that was all said and done, Mercedes wakes up and it's not, it's clearly very late at night and Fallon is gone. She leaves her a message, a, a phone message, a text message telling her she had a great time. Can't wait to do this again. I'm like, Mercedes, I know that wasn't part of your deal. And I don't think that coach, <coughs> coach would be happy about this arrangement if he knew about it. It's one thing, <coughs> it's one thing to have, <coughs> excuse me. Ooh some water it's one thing that the wife joins in with coach but for them to have their own separate little thing on the side he ain't gonna like that and i don't i see this being trouble mercedes looks over on the nightstand and there was ten thousand dollars sitting over there i'm like oh okay they got money like that but it also reminded mercedes this is what you're getting paid to do i'm like wow all right then what can we say so let me get back to the pink right now. So Uncle Clifford is trying to get things together because they only had 24 hours before they have to go through another inspection. And they, you know, are trying to get materials and stuff there and they are, they are unable to do so. So with that being said, um, I think it was Big L. Big L was, you know, ended up hooking up with... Um, Gidget's old boyfriend, you know, the one they doing the drugs on the side. He ends up getting these Africans to bring in whatever the materials they need to have to put this place together. Um, you know, all the equipment, all the whatever that was mentioned, they are putting it all together, right? And in the in, in, in the process of getting all that, you know, Uncle Clifford has his uh, grandmother comes there and they got food and stuff and the dancers are there and um i'm trying to think was this before or after with roulette because roulette has a moment where she's dealing with the ptsd of her brother being killed and i think that was going on and it might happen after the initial shutdown but i'll say this there was a point where roulette and uh roulette was in the oh this was the first night this was the night that when the lady was uh the health inspector was shutting down the place and going through the fines so after she leaves then we get roulette and this other dancer they get into it they exchange words and the dancer was saying well you know roulette you out here making additional money on the side doing certain things with your mouth and roulette was pissed off about that roulette said something about the girl's belly button or whatever looking like a mouse or something i don't know they end up fighting and roulette beats the crap out of this woman right she beats her behind so diamond you know big l picks up roulette and put, takes her in the back and they have a 
finally have their conversation. And, you know, Miguel was like, well, you know, you know, there is word going around about you doing extra things, extracurricular activity. And what were you doing the other night coming out that car? So, you know, Roulette was like, well, yeah, you know, um, what were you doing in the back with Gidget's ex-husband? I don't forgot his name, but whatever the guy's name is. And, you know, they kind of came to an understanding of as far as, okay, I'm doing wrong, you're doing wrong. Two wrongs will make a right, but we're going to keep it, you know, on the low. We also get her to talk a little bit about her brother. And she was just like, Big L was like, um, the way that you handled that, uh, the, the dancer, you know, that was a wrestler's move. And he called the name of it. And she was like, he's like, where did you learn that? She said, my brother taught me that. Because he thought that she was a wrestler. She was like, no, I wasn't a wrestler, but my brother was. And that's where, I, you know, I learned some moves from him. Later on, she talks a little bit more about her brother to the guy that the, the guy that's doing something oxycotton. She later on talks to him and explains how, you know, and the guy is white, right? And she's telling him about like what happened to her brother, this whole situation with the writing that's going on. It's got her thinking back to when her brother was pulled over and the cops claimed that he had a gun and they ended up killing her brother. And she got a tattoo of him on her arm. And she was trying to understand, she said, you guys never can get away with stuff like that and, and, and not be, you know, shot up. But, you know, we don't have that type of privilege. And this is the running thing for the episode, you know, because all this rioting is going on. And they got a curfew that's being set in. The mayor's like, we got to set an eight o'clock curfew. A lot of the states were setting curfews. Um, some of the northern states, you know, had like 10 o'clock curfews. Or some places couldn't sell alcohol after nine o'clock. Okay, you know this was this is this this was real. This is real real life. So given all of that, <clears throat> we're at the pink, right? They are trying to get things together. They got to go through this um, another inspection, and because they the, the the mayor has instituted this curfew, you know, Uncle Clifford was like, well, you know what? You guys can stay overnight here. There's plenty of space. We got food. It's not going to be a big deal. And some people are going to stay in the office. And Haley, who doesn't want it to be known that she's living there, no one knows that she tells Uncle Clifford, oh, no, the, the, the office is off limits or something like that. I don't know. They need to go home. Um, so we can switch off of that because Andre is there. Prior to Andre showing up there, Andre took a quick trip home. He needs to go home, take care of some things. And when he gets home, uh, he got flowers and, you know, I guess he's going to try to make nice with his wife. At least he thought he was. He hears, hears this noise and he's like, not sure what it was. And he runs up the stairs and the door is already open and the wife is on her knees in front of this other guy and it's going on and he is enraged. Now, Andre... I get that you didn't like to be disrespected in your own house. This situation is going on in your bedroom. But honey, you have not paid attention to this woman at all since you've been going down to Chuckaloosa and you met with Haley. Let's be clear. He almost kills the guy, puts the guy out with no clothes on, him and his wife having a conversation or argument, if you will. And, you know, he tells the wife, I was coming back here to get your permission to run for mayor of Chuckaloosa, but I'm not going to even go that route anymore. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And she was like, you're not going to win anyway. 
And she also explains to him about, you know, her needs and how he hasn't been there for her and all of that. Okay, that marriage is over. He's he's done. He is done. And in fact, when he gets back to Chuckaloosa, okay, after they had to spend the night at the at the pink, his godfather wills him his house. So he got a place to stay. He got his own home down there. The wife, that, that's just done and over with. It, it's been over with. We already knew that. So, meanwhile, on the road, I think his name is Big Leak or T-Leak or something like that. The guy who's supposed to be security. He's having a hard time. Now, now, understand, he gets out of prison right during the time of the pandemic. And all this writing is going on. He is having a hard time adjusting to life in general outside of prison. And then you got all this other things going on with the writing. It's just, it, it's taking a mental toll on him. He is losing his mind. So they were on their way, on their way to, where were they going to? Um, Arkansas? I, or was it Arkansas? Where were they going to? There was a, they had instituted this curfew. So they weren't going to be able to do any performance there because of the curfew. And I think it was Little Murder's manager, or was it Little Murder? Yeah, Little Murder's, no, no, no. It was Mississippi's manager said, well, you know what? Let's just make the most out of a situation. We get down there, we're just going to have a good time because he already got a suite and everything. We're just going to make it do what it do. On their way down to Arkansas, whatever it was, they turned on the radio. Initially, it was the news. And Gidget was driving. So Gidget was like, because she's, Gidget, you know, joined them for, you know, riding around for a little bit with them, right, on the road. Gidget turns off the news, turn on music. Now, Big T or Big Leak or whatever his name is, the, the security guy, he kind of went off and started cussing her out about turning off the news. He wanted to hear the news. But when she turned on the music, it ended up being DJ Never Scared. So they all excited hearing DJ Never Scared on the radio. Gidget calls uh, DJ Never Scared. They're congratulating him. Little Murder is like, you know what? You're doing big things. We're going to have to work together. You know, eventually he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to work on some new music. And Little Murder's um, manager was like, look, we're going to get you something like within the next 24 hours. Because we want him on to be on the radio soon. He's like pushing this like hard. And I guess, you know, hey, no time like the present. You ain't got nothing else to do. Let's do this. So when they get to Arkansas, whatever, they get to the city, they get to the room, they get in there, and they're trying to have a little party. Some of them are smoking, you know, their natural herbs, if you will. And Teak is over on the side watching the news. Again, he is caught up watching all these riots and all this. It's, and he's, you can tell he is on edge. And I think it's Rome. That's Mississippi, Keyshawn's manager. He turns the news off. And I mean, Teak went, that's when Teak lost it. And him and Rome going back and forth. And Rome was saying, basically, he was doing the all lives matter thing. I'm like, well, if it's a black man that got pulled over or he got, you know, if he was caught up with the police, it's because he did something wrong. That's why the police were there. And it was a mess. It was really, really a mess. And Teak was about ready to just stump a hole in him. Gidget, for some reason, trying to jump into the argument, she had no place in it. And he was like, girl, if you don't get up out of my face, I'm going to, I'm just going to, you know, you're going to regret it. 
basically Mississippi, aka Keyshawn, had to get uh uh get uh get you out of there. Give her a ticket to go back to Nashville. Girl, you don't need to be in this environment. This ain't this ain't gonna work right now. Rome is talking to Mississippi, and you can tell that he's trying to come on to her. And around the corner, who was also listening, was a little murder's um manager. He's listening. You can tell what, 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 what Rome is really trying to do here. The Rome said, I'm gonna fire uh, that, that Teak guy. He can't stay stick around. He's bad news. I don't think Teak needs to be on the road with them. I agree. But ugh, I think the person need to say something to him probably should be a little murder. So meanwhile, they go back to their hotel room and little murder and Tika stay in the same room. What we have suspected is what transpired. Teak and you know they you know first little murder was trying to record this song and you know Teak came in the bathroom. He was doing the bathroom and Teak just walked in on him in the bathroom. They come out. Little Murder's trying to console them, trying to get to understanding what's going on. One thing led to another, and they end up in a very, very heated and intimate situation. So it becomes clear that they have interacted in this manner before. They've had sex before while in prison, which we all were suspecting. I'm like, have they had a relationship? They have. And from the looks of it, Teak is still in love with Little Murder. But Little Murder has, you know, he's in love with Uncle Clifford. Teak doesn't know this. So the next morning, Little Murder wakes up and Teak's sitting in the window. And Teak has a postcard. And he was like, he asked Little Murder, who is Clifford? Little Murder looked at him stupid. So I don't know how that's gonna work out. That that's gonna be real interesting. We got a couple of triangles that might be happening here. We got Mercedes, Fallon, and the coach, and we got Uncle Clifford, Little Murder, and Teak. So that's gonna be real challenging, if you will. Um we see outside of the pink, this is the night of the curfew, first night of curfew, we see Uncle Clifford, no, 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 Uncle Clifford and Mercedes are up in the window upstairs at the pink, and they're listening downstairs to Andre and, and Haley, and Haley is letting him know that all her intention is is to sell the pink. She waiting on a good. She said she was initially waiting on the referendum to come to pass. But you know, she's she just waiting. She's ready to sell. You know, a lot of stuff is going on. She getting the money. Her intention is to get the money for herself and leave. That's why she hasn't found a place. If you notice, she could have had. She got she got the money to go and find her an apartment. But she needs to be prepared to run at any point in time. So that's why she hasn't found her a place. Uncle Clifford and Mercedes come down. They confront her about her real intentions with the pink. And, and we knew this. Haley said, it's just a building. She has zero connection. She does not care about the pink. And Uncle Clifford is mad. They don't cuss her out. I don't know what else they can do at this point in time. It's not a good look. The next day, they going through the inspection. There's still some things that's outstanding. And Uncle Clifford just <laughs> says, give, give Haley the list of things that need to be done. Let her figure it out. She the owner. Like I said, that Haley's just, she just wants to leave. She don't want to be bothered with the pink. She want to make her money and run and, and get on out of there. Um, We see Diamond, you know, he came back, you know, to help get things together, but he's not trying to go and hang out at the, at the pink anymore. He's still dealing with the aftermath of what happened in the uh, Paradise Room. So 
he goes in there, starts like hallucinating. I don't know if he was hallucinating or in his mind, he thought that there was water all over the floor and Montavious' hand was coming up out the floor. He's just not comfortable with the way this place is. It, he knows that the spirit of Montavious is still there and he's not comfortable. So when him and Big L talked about, you know, Diamond's like, this place is dark, it's dangerous. It's nothing good's gonna come out of it. You need to leave. Big L was like, no, I'm staying wherever Uncle Clifford is. I'm gonna be with him because he was the only one to give me a job when I got out the band. Okay. All right. I would listen to Diamond if I were you, but all right. That's really the entire episode. Andre's running for mayor. We got the two love triangles going on here. Uncle Clifford trying to figure out a way to keep the pink open. Yeah. It was a good episode. Y'all check it out. Talk to you guys later. Peace.